Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as at KISS1011, ace network presenter, pop music advocate, trans non-binary gender fluid, Pokemon trainer, at Idle Threat, heroic Twitter user. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, T Butler. Oh my goodness, thank you. <laughs> I didn't realise how um, bizarre that is to read until I heard you reading it in your voice. What an intro, thank you. <laughs> it's very confronting, isn't it? It, it is. This podcast, if nothing else, has prompted a few people to uh, uh, amend... Um, <laughs> Because lots of people don't ever read out. They just type Twitter bio, done, fine, have a great day. Some I mean, of them read really well. That's fine. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, as, long as, as long as it's fine, I'm, I'm cool with that. This is all well, good. It's, it's the segmented points, right? It's not yeah. trying to tell me a great story. It's just this and this and this. And this is who T is and da-da, done. <laughs> there are some that like you go, hang on, you've used even the wrong you're in this. Oh, no. But that's, look... Way off track. T, I'll start with my first question. In social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, I, I guess I would normally start with uh, like a, oh, hi, I'm T, nice to meet you. And then um, and then we chat and then usually someone will ask, so T, is that short for something? And then it gets really awkward and I've got to try and explain it. Or I get a lot of like, <laughs> if I'm meeting someone for the first time and they've met me through Twitter, I get like, oh, it's hi, nice to meet you. And it's like, no. You knew. New. It happens genuinely like twice a day. I can almost set my watch by it. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I guess on one hand, at least they tried. Yes. I mean, that that's some brain, uh, brain name brand recognition right there. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's not like you say your name over and over on radio all the time. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> but it just goes to show who actually listens to any of the content that I put online where I say my name in it. <laughs> <laughs> you've been following me for two years and you've got no idea how, this is great this is perfect I mean well it, it could be worse right there could be you know a, a misconstruing of what's you know your life and what's going on with that it could be I mean if the I guess if we're going to tin tax it if the worst thing that they get wrong is pronouncing your name we're in a great place exactly I'm, I'm very happy with where it's at let's not confuse any of the other details T I'm intrigued uh-huh. For you, what can't you tolerate? Oh, God, what can't I tolerate? See, I should have known this was coming because I listen to the podcast and each time mm-hmm. it comes up, I'm like, oh, God, what, do, what can't I tolerate? And then I did not think of an answer until right now. Um, but that's good. That gives us the real, you know, the pressured <sighs> conversational thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but still, it's, it's just it's confronting. Um, what can't I tolerate? There's not a lot that I can't tolerate. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I feel like I have a pretty high threshold for things that annoy me. People who, um, I guess, really poorly, um, poorly fact-checked articles yes. annoy me. Um, clickbait headlines that do oh. not reflect the content of the story, I cannot tolerate. Mm-hmm. Um, Preach that. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Um, what else can I tolerate? Um, this is a long pause, and you're going to have to edit this out, and I'm really sorry. Um, I, won't, I won't now you've made a point of mentioning it. No! Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bane of every radio jock's existence. We'll just edit that out. No, no, no. That's how it is now. No, it's not. Oh, now I feel about Yeah, I don't know. I don't know things that I I can't tolerate. It's I tend to not focus on the things that um that annoy me. It's just like, well, I'm thinking about that is just a waste of my time. So why would I continue to pay attention to it or, or pay it more mm-hmm. attention than it deserves? Oh, that's totally fair. You know, if if that if your experience is such that you're happy to say, you know, I'm I'm big enough to to look past those things, then that's that's excellent. I mean, I say that. Give me five seconds while I look at the ARIA charts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really, the ARIA charts have long since lost their ability to accurately reflect 
the taste of a nation, haven't they? I mean, then look, they do all right. Uh, I'm just looking at particularly at the songs, though. Hang on. All right. Say You Won't Let Go by James Arthur. That's boring. Mm, sure. Dance, Dancing On My Own by Callum Scott. That was better when Robin did it, like in 2011. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm going to be too mean about all the music now. This is going to end up badly. <laughs> Niall, Niall Horan's This Town. Love the kid. That's a boring song. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just any kind of song. Okay, that's what I can't tolerate. If you're going to yep. release a really boring song and expect everyone to love it, like, I don't want to fall asleep in the middle of your song. Can you please produce something that is interesting and fun to listen to? Yeah, and look, this is a huge... I may reveal that I know more about One Direction than I want to admit to here. No, no shame. But... When it comes to Niall, I understand that, you know, he decided to step out and he's doing his own thing and that's great. But yeah, you've got to, is this the first single for him? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is bizarre. You would think he would pick something that really kind of big everyone between the eyes Good. and go like, yeah. wow, bang. But he's just trying to be Ed Sheeran and we have Ed Sheeran. We don't need yes. another one. And he does, Ed Sheeran, the original that we have now, does a great job of being Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I mean, he's he's taken a couple months off while he does a new album, so maybe that's why. He's just getting in while he's got a chance. Soon as Ed Sheeran gets some new music out. Oh, no, what happened to Niall? Oh, he's just over there in the corner. He's just strumming his guitar again. Yeah, just in a ball, rocking gently. Yeah. <laughs> but I was Ed Sheeran once. Oh, I mean, look, he's he's made his money. I think he's fine. Yeah, that kid is not short on a dollar. Have you always been interested in music, T? What got you into radio? Yeah, I kind of have always been interested in, in music and radio. I guess my first um, uh, awareness of radio, my first experience of radio was um, my primary school were going through and upgrading all of their uh, tape decks to CD players because Excellent. that was going to be like the cool new thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so the school was like, well, we don't need all these like old tape decks with cassette decks in them that we're not going to use anymore. And my mum was like... Uh, I will have one of those. So still at my house somewhere, there is like a boombox that has like Hurstbridge <laughs> Primary School <laughs> stolen, like etched in the top of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it was a badass one. It was like the, like the two tape deck ones and you can play off one and record yeah. off the other with like a built-in microphone that sounded like you were talking down a Skype line and it was just awful. Great. Um, this is T just... telling you about the new song from Billy Joel. <laughs> yes. It's really great. But like I, that was my um, my first like I, as soon as I could work out how to record tape decks and record songs to each other, I was like, this is yeah. the best thing ever. Um, and that really common experience that a lot of people have had of like waiting for the song that you like to come on the radio and then hitting record, so you've got a copy oh, of yeah. it. Yeah, I, I I had tapes of songs that I had recorded off the radio, and it was the bane of my existence that the DJ talked over the intro or outro. <laughs> well, and now that's my job. So I apologise for ruining all the people who are trying to record Niall's new song off of their tape deck. Um, <laughs> all none of them. All none of them. Well, I, I, well, this aren't kids these days like all Spotifying and Apple Music and stuff? They're not trying to record stuff off the radio. No, are they, they? Are. they are probably on uh, Spotify or, or Apple Music or whatever the next thing is that comes along that's going to um, blow all of that out of the water. I don't know. So that sparked your interest, this this stolen yeah. boombox. Uh, it wasn't stolen, it was given to us by the school. It just had stolen etched in the top of it. I should just clarify, we didn't actually steal it from the school. If we didn't take it, it was going in the skip, okay? Police, don't contact me. It's fine. <laughs> it's all above board. <laughs> yes, we'd like to thank all the Victoria Police that are now listening. This Love is... you, Vic Pole. Love <laughs> an, your work. An official conversation and can be used in evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the... But the move then from, you know, this, I have an interest in music and, and I can be my own DJ thing. How did you, like, there must have been a conscious decision. I want to talk on the radio. How do I make that happen? Yeah. And um, I, so when I was in year uh, like nine or 10, I'd kind of been interested in it and just kind of, not that it was an official radio station, but kind of running the music at school sports carnivals and that cool. sort of thing and making it sound like radio. Yep. Um, and then when I was in year 11, uh, January 1st, 2005, was like my first show on air at a station here in Melbourne called Sin. Awesome. Um, Student Youth Network. Yeah. And so I was like 15 and, and on the radio each week, which was nuts. Yeah. Um, and then I went from that to being on a show called Sin TV, which was simulcast on Sin and on Channel 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did that for nine months. Then it was 2006 and I was on air at Sin for a whole bunch more. 
uh, and so on and so forth until like 2014. And then I went and did some other stuff at other stations. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just, I just started really young and was super into it. And uh, yeah. That's really great. I mean, that you. So this is what I want to do. You actively sort it out. You worked hard. You know, you spent some time. And, you know, the opportunities that now play out in front of you are that you're doing the professional talking, like, for money. Well, I mean, it, I figured it wasn't going to come to me. I had to go to it. So, you know, well, come on, make Muhammad. a move. The mountain will come to you eventually, <laughs> won't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, you put it so well. You, you're such a... Um, uh, Philosophizer. Yeah, that's What's it. The I'm word? A, Philosopher. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith with my philosophization. Yeah. It, it, what What do you love about radio? What keeps you turning up every day? Um, I, I just love the way that you can, like, when people listen to the radio, they're often at their most kind of unguarded. Like, I had one mm. someone who was a boss who was explaining it to me at one point that was like, you know, if you think of the number of people who you have in your car at any one time. Like, you know, it'll be like if you're maybe driving someone to school or to work or something like that, or it'll just be you in your car and, you know, whoever the radio presenter is who's talking to you. And that's like, that's kind of massive. Like you've you've essentially got a stranger like me, hello, um, in your your car listening to you (laughs) as they go about their day or or at work, if they're at work alone and they've got the radio on. Yep. Pardon me. Sorry. That was a, that was me coughing into the microphone. (laughs) Welcome to the professional podcast of professionals. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, what we're what keeps? You oh yeah. Back or if so, if sorry, yeah. So if you're um, like driving, if, if people are in their car or, or listening at work, and you can just kind of be there with them for their whole day, and that's really quite kind of an intimate space to be in. So I think that's really really cool. So mm. um, I really love that. I'm obviously a pop music fan, so I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, I think they're the two main points, just being able to connect with people and uh, play music that is very now, very cool. In you listing out some of the songs on the ARIA charts, apart from uh, Mr. One Direction Man, who I only know because of like social media and stuff and being aware of things. I didn't oh, know, he's Irish. I didn't know of any of the others. Like, who, oh, really? Who are they? Uh, oh god! Now I've got to go back and remember who we were talking about. James Arthur. He um he did, uh, I think it was X Factor UK a couple of years ago. Oh, this isn't a great start. Yes. Uh, to be fair, this is like his second single in Australia that's um made it through. So that's he's done all right. Yep. Um, who else did we mention? Callum Scott. He's another like X Factor UK person. Oh, or Britain's Got Talent, actually. This wasn't like the out. top three on this week's Aria chart that you just read out, was it? X Factor, X Factor, was- X Factor. That was number one, number four, and then Niall was number 14. Yeah, he's not going to get any higher. Not if I've got anything to do with about it. <laughs> but the thing is, there's some really good songs on there, like Hayley Steinfeld Starving that she's done with Grey and Zed. Like, that's a really smart pop song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sia and Kendrick Lamar, The Greatest, is really great. I've just realised, is this going to date this podcast? Yeah. Like, terribly, <laughs> if we're chatting about the music. But in a good way. Like, there's... <sighs> We're recording in late October 2016. This is what's on the ARIA charts. Meh. We got away with it. Okay, cool. Um, just wanted to double check. I didn't want to ruin the thing. For those that are um, overseas, the I, ARIA charts are what, T? So I just realised that, that may, there may uh, be people for the, for the UK people, it's the official charts. But for Australia, um, for US people, it's like the billboards. But for Australia, yep. they're just the main... Uh, I think they're based on sales and I think streams as well now. Really? Um, yeah, I think they've included streams in there for and digital downloads as well. How very modern. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, there is some really great, really smart pop music out there, but then there's some that just bug the hell out of me. I, I... <laughs> and, a, and a big hello to everybody's management <laughs> who's listening to me. <laughs> That's all right. This has killed more than one career, mostly mine. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I struggle tea because I'm not I don't commute in a car so I and and I've gotten out of the habit of turning the radio on I'm normally if earpods in listening to a podcast doing that then you know because that certainly for me that's how I discovered music uh, was I would turn on the radio someone would play a song and I go oh I think I like that I hope I hear it again or, or whatever uh, so I'm how do I discover new music now what's the best way for me to do that 
I mean, I'm working at a radio station. I'm sure I meant to say listen to the radio and listen to our radio station, and we would really love that. Um, now that we've I appeased guess Spotify, your bosses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a big hello to them as well. <laughs> I guess Spotify is, uh, or Apple Music, any kind of, you know, like maybe even some new music blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, tend, I even tend to hear about things through like Twitter. If there are a lot of people who are talking about one particular song, it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'll find it through that. Um, Spotify's like New Music Friday thing that they do is quite good. Yep. So there's places. A whole... Yeah, the internet. Go to the internet and do a Google. <laughs> I'm going to have to because I have I have youngish children, like, uh, you know, becoming teens, preteens children. And I know mm-hmm. that they get, uh, they, they listen to CDs in the car. So they're, they're getting a lot of solid uh, 90s classic rock. Um, I was going to say, what CDs are they getting? Come on, give us some what, names. Well, it, their mum has an eclectic mix in that there are, um, I'll, I'll, look, I'll call them soundtracks from Cirque mm-hmm. du Soleil uh, performances. So they get oh, high okay. rotation, you know, so a good orchestral kind of, or even, you know, folk world music kind of vibe. Um, now, was it was it Cirque du Soleil or was one of the circuses that did one that was soundtracked by the Beatles and they had like a whole remix of Beatles stuff. That is Cirque, except that's not a touring show, that's a Vegas show. But yes. Oh, right. There is a, a Cirque. So that'd be all right. Oh, I that'd, reckon. I feel like that would be on in your car. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> My wife does does bust out a Beatles album. There is uh, some Bon Jovi that gets high rotation, Chisel. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's, in fact, Tim Campbell's High School Disco gets... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, gets a run, okay. which is lots of 80s songs that he's done covers of. Um, so they have a fine appreciation for some of the best songs from like 1981 to 88, nine. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was similar to me. Like, I guess I grew up listening to, like my mum had gold FM on in the car. And so that was nice. all we listened to. Yep. So I had my, I had this really great knowledge of like sixties and seventies and eighties tracks that they were playing. Yeah. And then when I got my first radio and like, I could choose the station, it was like, wow, look at this whole new world of exciting songs that I can listen to. Well, yeah, but my kids aren't ever going to have a radio in that context, I guess, other than in their car when they get a license in eight years' time. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm sure they'll find it. I know but that... I mean, I guess before then, they're probably going to be looking on YouTube and you'll Spot have all on. these artists like Troy Savan who are coming up through YouTube and, and building these huge followings yeah. and, and just producing really interesting music. Yeah, I know, well, I, and I know that conversations in the schoolyard open up, you know, hey, have you seen the new this person or that, as well as, um, uh, let's call them mainstream for lack of a better comparison, uh, but some of the people that you spoke of and, and other uh, contemporary pop artists, because it's, uh, you know, I'm learning de rigueur now that you don't just release your single, you release the film clip and you don't just have to, you know, tune into Rage or MTV or The Loop to see it. No, 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 you just jump onto their Vivo channel or even their own channel and there's the film clip for their song, uh, which has proven to be quite helpful for me, I will admit, because I have become... It's like podcasting with pictures. It is podcasting with pictures. The vodcasting that never took off. <laughs> Oh God! I'm sorry. I laugh and slash throw up in my mouth a little every time I hear the term vodka. Isn't it the so stupidest term? Uh, but I, I got hooked. I mean, that was nearly a thing. There were people who were invested in. I that. know, I know, and I, and I know. I think I can't remember if they still do it, but Good Game on the ABC for the longest time, you could even before YouTube was a thing because they've been around for ages now. The only way to get Good Game for a time was to get it via iTunes. They just basically put the episode on iTunes and you could download and watch it when you wanted. But with the rise of good internet access, better internet access, and and YouTube being a thing, I think it's that and iView and that's how you see it now. But yeah, yeah, right. so many people went, yeah, video, people will want to do this video on demand downloady stuff. Uh, and then the subscription video blew that out of the water and better internet blew that out of the water. So I don't know. Uh, but I've become a massive fan of Bruno Mars because of this is a very long winded story now um, because of my <laughs> kids go. and like uh, at one of their school discos. Um, uh, what was this massive hit with um, the guy? Uh, Uptown. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got right into his back catalog uh, and obsessed over that for some time, but all via YouTube. I didn't buy any of it. Uh, and now that I have access to Apple Music, I just went, yep, add that album, add that album, add this. 
uh, it's been amazing. But that was an accident. I see that as a as a, a yeah a, a positive accident in me tripping over that. I just need to find more music. I accidentally added Bruno Mars albums to my phone. Accidentally, like I slipped and my finger hit the button, and oops, there they are. <laughs> wow! No, I intentionally <laughs> added Bruno Mars. No, I actually meant to, but it was an accident that I found him. All right. Do we not like Bruno Mars? Is no, he I do out of like Bruno Mars? No, I think he like he's got that new song out at the moment. Uh, Twenty four Carat Magic. It's very um. It's a little bit Return of the Mac almost. It's got really? a lot of kind of yeah almost. It's got those kind of. Like, it's not as up-tempo as Uptown Funk was, but it's got a lot of those kind of classic kind of hip-hop sounds coming through. So, yeah, it's, I think it's a good song. Well, I'll have to go and look at it. it. We've had too much talk about me and my music tastes, T. We need to talk about you. This is the podcast about T. Butler, <laughs> where we've talked about Malk's music, and that's not great. T, how do you describe your experience of family? You mentioned your, your mum before. Um, my experience of family has been pretty great, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, loving parents, my mum and dad. Uh, I've got a, a younger brother, Kyle. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess my experience of family is um, is pretty great, all things considered. Like we haven't had any like huge issues that we've fought or or anything like that. Yep. Yeah, I think. We- I don't know how to answer that. Well, I know that, that that's awesome if you've had, because you, know, you talk to some people and they say, oh, well, now it's good, but earlier it was bad. Or as a teenager, it was great, but then something happened and someone left. And so I don't get on with that person, but this person I still like. And, you know, everybody has such a broad and different answer to that, which is what makes it lovely. For you to say that you have a great relationship with your parents still is marvellous. Oh, thank you. I know that a lot of people would, would, you know, hope to have that. For you, uh, I'll, I'll ask it like this. So that that relationship that you have with your, your family, your brother and your, and your mum and your dad, have you found that's been tested as you've come to understand who you are? Um, look, yes, in a way. I mean, it's, it's so, um, oh God, it's so difficult to, so, so like my brother, um, oh, I should kind of explain, um, so that people are aware of it, because I know you mentioned it in the intro, um, but I'm trans, my gender is, um, non-binary, so I'm sometimes a boy, sometimes a girl, sometimes kind of somewhere in between. Uh, mm-hmm. My brother was uh, super up with that really quickly and, and jumped on board. It has taken a little while for my parents to begin to understand it. And, uh, for example, like I changed my name. It's taken them a while to begin to call me T, and I sometimes get mm-hmm. called my old name. But generally, they're pretty accepting and pretty great with that and just kind of letting me be me, basically. Um, I mean, when I came out to my mum, she was just like, well, some people are just like that. And that was kind of the end of the discussion. Like, and I had been like, you know, freaking out in my head and like, oh God, what's going to happen? And and she was fine with it. Um, Dad took a little while longer to come around to it, but um, I think he's beginning to come to terms with it. (laughs) That's amazing, T. Like, I think of my younger sister who, uh, you know, came out to our family as gay and yeah, that caused some real, that caused some real problems. I mean, I guess part of it was just that because it's not like, (laughs) if if it was me coming out as gay, it would be easier for them to understand. And so they would just be like, oh, okay, that's the thing. But because it's this thing that they're not particularly aware of or they haven't had that experience of, it's very um, yep. uncharted territory for them. Sure. And and for you, uh, was this a growing feeling? Was this a, a, a you know, sort of a, a light bulb moment recognition or, or just a learning that, you know, yeah, I am, uh, I am this person? Well, I, I guess I'd kind of been aware of it myself, even back as early as kind of like late primary school. I hadn't, I didn't have quite the words to explain what it was that I was feeling or, or be able to put that into a way that made sense. But I guess I had mm. kind of felt something like that. And then just in this desire to just not 
get picked on at school was just like, you know, push it deep down inside and let's not talk to anybody mm. about it and let's just leave it sure. there. Um, and then I, I mean, I remember, you may remember in 2004, there was a program on Channel 10 called There's Something About Miriam. Yes, I do remember that. Which was about uh, this, it was, a, for those who missed it, it was essentially The Bachelorette. Um, but The Bachelorette is a trans woman and none of the male contestants know that. And will they discover her secret? Find mm. out after the break, right? And it was really kind of gross. Um, and I remember watching that and thinking, like, I don't think that that's what I am because, like, I don't, first of all, I don't look drop-dead gorgeous like Miriam does. Like, I'm not a Brazilian bikini model. Do you know what I mean? Uh, mm. And then and then second of all, like, I, I remember getting down to the finale and she had picked whichever one she was going to have as the winner. And then they brought back all the ones who had been kicked out of the show and, like, stood them yes. all in a line and then outed her to all of the contestants. And the five that she hadn't picked all kind of turned to each other and started, like, high-fiving and laughing at the one that she had picked. Yeah. And then the one that she had picked kind of, like, said to camera later on, like, no, she lied to me and she's deceived me and I want no part of her and this sort of thing. And I'm like, well, if that's what that life entails, like, I, I yeah. don't want any part of that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so for sure. It was, it was kind of horrific to watch. And so just as I was kind of beginning to think maybe that was a thing, I'm like, no, well, that's definitely not it. So, so push that down and away to the side. Um, and it wasn't until kind of late 2014, uh, maybe even mid-2014, I guess, that I had begun... Uh, early 2014, now that I think about it, that I had learned yeah. of these terms like non-binary and gender fluid. And suddenly I could like punch these terms into Google and there's like thousands of other people who are having the same experience as me. And so that was a light bulb yeah. moment. But yeah. before then, it was really kind of just like a, a trying to push through it and, and, and fighting uphill. <laughs> Gosh. That, well... That, that's amazing that your experience has been, it sounds like, mostly really positive in, in coming to understand who you are and, and having that conversation with family. And, and, yeah, look, dads tend to take a bit of time to catch up with everything, let alone, you know, the, your gender situation. So it's great that, you know, there's the conversation happening with your dad and that he's, he's on the journey with you. I mean, I was I was on SBS News a couple of weeks ago ahead of the census because non-binary people yes. were included in the census for the first time. Uh, yep. And so he um he like saw me on TV as not the person that he <laughs> was aware of. So um like you know I looked like a girl and he was like oh oh okay like you oh, that's a bit and he was like trying to get around it and the fact that yeah as well like the fact that it was on TV like that was another kind of like oh okay like it's not just a it's yeah, not it's just a very person it's now, a Dad. real thing and it's very public yeah yeah um but he's Gosh. he's great so. Well, it's marvelous, and and you obviously uh, have a supportive workplace, and a, and a, I'd imagine a wonderful group of friends around you that are supportive and and allow T to be T, yeah, yeah, and and so workplaces because I'm uh, I'm at Kiss, I'm on the Ace Network, I work at yep. Radio Training Institute as well as their it's like a social media manager slash assistant to the students there. And I've organized interviews at Joy 94.9 as well. So yep. I've, I've got like four really incredible three because RTI and Ace Network are kind of the same place, but um, mm -hmm. incredible supportive workplaces who I didn't think they Man. were going to be that supportive. Um, there was a, a bloke on Twitter who uh, didn't like that I was trans and, and non-binary and decided that that wasn't a real thing and sent a whole bunch of abusive tweets at me. And because, of course, it says in my bio that I'm on air at Kiss, I was getting like, you know, I know where you work. I'm going to get you fired. You're slur, 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 this sort oh, of thing. So I had, to kind of, I had to kind of go to my boss and be like, look, if you get a complaint, like this is what's going on and this is yeah. where that's come from. Um, and, and thankfully, and Sam Thompson at ARN in Melbourne did not miss a beat and was just like, yep, that's totally fine. You know, we're, we're behind you here. You know, they sort of, so that was super great. Um, that's awesome. When I was at scene, when I was just beginning to come out, uh, the GM there at the time, Tess Lawley was like, I had pulled me aside one day and was like, you know, that like you're allowed to wear whatever clothes you want when you're here, right? Like if anyone gives you a hard time, like you send them directly to me and I will like, you know, have oh. words with them. 
and she and she was just like super on it and like you can do whatever you want and we're behind oh like you you couldn't ask for a, a a better environment than that that's spectacular that is so great Gosh. i'm pretty lucky yeah high five on that <laughs> there's no way that's that's incredible so given that you would experience some pretty nasty... People are the worst sometimes, T. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... Not that I'm accountable for them, but I apologise for them all the time. In a crisis or an argument, are you fight or are you flight? Um. Oh, God. In a, in a crisis or an argument, am I fight or am I flight? I would, I would tend to be flight slash try and diffuse the situation if possible mm-hmm. is is yeah. it because like i feel like fighting doesn't tend to get people anywhere in particular um and if i can you know try and get my point like i guess i'd learned this saying ages ago that you attract more flies with honey than vinegar yes and yeah, so yeah. i guess if i can you know be sweet and light about the way that i'm feeling without being super aggressive about it um i'm more likely to you know, win people over to my cause and, and win some friends. Look at you, got it all together, T. I didn't have it anywhere near together as you, and I lived a very heteronormative life. <laughs> Gosh. I'm, I'm so amazed for you. Thank you, by the way, um, for, for sharing uh, about your experience, because I know that, I mean, that's your lived experience now. Uh, for a lot of people listening, they would not have any cognizance uh, of, of what it means to be, you know, non-binary or, or gender fluid. And you just, oh yeah, it's this, it's like this, and this is how I live my life. And it's simple, just bang, so great. Thank you. I mean, uh, <laughs> if, if you'd like a story, um, please, well, I'm I'm not trying to force anything out of you, but please, if you'd like to share, I'm all for that. No, I'd, I'd be happy to. So at um, Joy 94.9, when I was just starting doing some stuff there, um, because there were obviously some days where I looked like a boy and days where I looked quite different, we had a few situations where someone would like meet me one week and then meet me the next week and have to reintroduce <laughs> themselves to me. And I had to do this whole like, oh, God, this is awkward. We've met before. I looked different. Um, we ended up having to um, like have everyone uh, like the key staffs like faces like photos on the wall, and then on my mm. so that everyone knew who everyone was. And mine had like two photos there, so it was like look oh, sometimes right. like this, sometimes like that. That, but that's it awesome. Kind of got the point across. People were like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Yeah, and and like this is this is life, you know. It's not for a lot of people that are. In a, in a similar situation as you, T, you know, they're having those those times where either they're trans and, and going through that process of from one to another, or as you're experiencing life, today I'm this, tomorrow I'm that, that's me, this is how my experience is. And it's it's a common, I can't say it's common, I, I, I mean it's becoming more commonplace to meet people in those situations, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's just, um, I mean, like, certainly in my experience, I didn't know that it was a thing until I read those words and could Google it. And suddenly I was like, oh my God, yes, that's me. So when someone else doesn't have that experience and doesn't have those words to describe themselves and they see it somewhere else, they're like, oh my God, that's me. Like, that's super empowering. Do you know what I mean? So I guess that's where it's coming from is that people are seeing that there are people who are like this and are like, oh, okay. It isn't weird. There are other people who are like me because I didn't think that there was anybody else like me before then. I, I also don't want to blow it out of proportion. It's not like 80% of the population are identifying as gender fluid. It, it is, I mean, it's a growing, probably single digit percentage. Yeah. Uh, however, we're seeing these stories uh, around trans people, around gender fluid, around because look at the risk of sounding horrible and it's not meant to be in a media context, gay and lesbian is so 2003, you know, the, the stories around those uh, people that have those lives are, are, are more commonplace, but seeing trans stories, seeing gender fluid stories in our media on television and, and movies and stuff more than just the joke as, as actual real lived experience is becoming like, I'm thinking of transparent. I'm thinking of, um, Laverne Cox in mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. I'm thinking of Socrates Otto in Wentworth. 
Um, these are, I see them as huge opportunities and, and huge steps forward for media to help the broader population catch up and say, you know what, there are, there are people like T out there and surprise, they're not the boogeyman and it's cool, yeah? Yeah, I, I certainly, I, I don't know if there was a question there, but yeah. Um... There wasn't. There hardly oh, okay. ever is. I, I'm I so agree bad with at you. This. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. Um, and and also just being in a media place where um, that's not the key thing that we're discussing. Like you know, I I'm on Eric Kiss. Like I talk mm-hmm. in between Justin Bieber and Katy Perry. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yes. <laughs> if I'm talking, I don't have to be like, oh hey, I've got this song to play you in a sec. By the way, guys, do you know I'm, I'm, I'm trans, right? <laughs> like it doesn't. It doesn't come up, and like trans and gender diverse people don't talk like that. But if it mm. is, so that just that ability to talk about the same things that everybody else talks about and just really normalize it, just be like, see, it's not scary, it's fine. I can talk yeah. about Rihanna and and Justin Bieber just like you guys can. It's fine. Yeah, that was Sia, and after this block of ads, I've got a big announcement. <laughs> I don't know how much of an announcement it would be. It's already out. I think people know about it. <laughs> well, that's right. Like the big suit. They were like, yeah, what we know, T, fine. Get on with it. <laughs> oh, God, you're back to this again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you find attractive? Oh, that's an open question. Um, mm. What do I find attractive in terms of relationships, in terms, in terms of friendship? How do you, how do you mean? in any way that you wish to interpret that deliberately open question. Yeah, okay. Um, what do I find attractive? Um, I mean, obviously, acceptance is probably mm. right up there. Um, I guess authenticity and just being really honest about where you're at. Like I, people who, um, you know, are, are super keen to show off how much they know and how great they are and... A, B, yep. C, D, E, like, good on you and fine. But I, I kind of just love when someone's like, look, this is where I'm at and I don't have it all together yet and I haven't got it worked out. But this, do you know what I mean? Like that yep. that vulnerability, I guess, is really um, really huge. So I really admire that. Um, I guess I admire someone's, like, particularly creative and there are many different ways that Sorry, um, there are many different ways that that creativity could kind of, um, I don't know, put, put itself out there um, yep. and, and show itself. Um, oh, what else? Yeah, it's a whole bunch of things. What did I say? Creativity, honesty, yep. vulnerability. Yeah. Good character traits. They're great good. senses of humor is really helpful as well. Yeah, and by great please. senses of humour, I don't just mean like people who laugh at my dumb jokes. Like I mean like people <laughs> who are funny. Yeah. Yes, please. Real, real funny is good. What's your favourite uh, TV show? What are you loving at the moment? Well, God, the Survivor finale last week was nuts. Um, All right, we. This conversation is going to take a very bad turn if you say that that was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here are my thoughts. Please. Um, I didn't think Christy played a very good game. Amen. Yes. However, she played a hell of a day 54-55. And if oh. she could work out in day 54 and 55 to explain all of her behavior for the entire season away the way she did and get eight of the votes in... Eight, she won eight to one in the final vote, right? Yes, like, I know. To be able to explain that and, and to win immunity at the last minute um, when she never won a single thing for the entire season. Like, I think that was impressive. It was a, it was an epic challenge. There is no question that final, here you guys stand on these small posts that we've drilled into the rock, uh, and put one hand on the idol and last person standing wins. And you know, Uh, six hours, 25 minutes later, and they're still up there. And it wasn't just that they were there. Like the, the tide was coming in and it was on the Eastern side of the island, so they're just getting right across the Pacific waves, kind of crashing into the rocks, mm. spray blowing over them. It would have been mighty uncomfortable. So I acknowledge the epicness of that. However, this whole I'm a super survivor player, I've got it. Nah, I don't buy it for a second. She was scrambling <laughs> the whole time. Eight of the nine jury members did, so it doesn't matter if you didn't buy it. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. 
Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Yes. This is, I feel like this is kind of venturing towards the thing that uh, Russell Hans from the US Survivor was doing, where he was like, this is the problem. We need to have America vote to decide who the winner is. And it's like, well, that's hmm. not the game. The no, game is that you need to convince the people who you've booted out that you deserve the prize money over the person sitting next to you. And for her to be able to go, I went to 20 tribal councils and I knew who was going home at every single one, that is a massive argument. Yeah, I don't buy it for a second, though. And none of them challenged her <laughs> on it. Not one of them challenged her on it. <laughs> I mean, how would you? Well, I guess apart... But when you're on the jury, you've got nothing to lose. You know, at that point, you could have said, well, you know, uh, when such and such went home, you know, how did how did you know? I mean, I know they only get one question to blah, blah, blah. Mm. Mind you, I think the thing that played in her favour was she was up against the most vanilla contestant I've ever met in my life. Mm. Oh, yeah, he... <laughs> Can we not have contestants like the uh, everyone else who was in the final kind of five or six next season because yeah. it was th- that was it was like watching moving wallpaper it was i like no Maddie, but anything. the problem was he just not capitulated but he just he got he got broken in the last probably you know 12 or 14 days and mm-hmm. just oh, yeah like he talked a massive game like nick nick talked a massive game the problem mm. was nick got out before he really had a chance to do anything about it yeah, that's fair. And Matt talked a massive game, but then you know, one moment he's a blubbering mess, and then he's like, oh, hi guys, who's getting voted out tonight? What's happening? Um, <laughs> dude. Well, we'll just have you competing next season. Can we start a campaign to get Mo oh, on Survivor? Look, you have no idea how much I would love to play that game and very likely to be booted out first. I, <laughs> I don't... You can, be, you can be season two's Dez. Oh, God, poor Des. Des made his own bed, though, to be fair. He was mm-hmm. super abrasive from the get-go. And I think yeah. in, in the, that first, really, the first two exits, the first two or three exits, it's got to be totally sussing things out while building healthy relationships, proving you've got to just buckle in. If Des did what Des did after he was being a snarky bastard, Des could have been there till beyond the merge. Mm-hmm. He could have got right through to a large portion of it, but he was just a dick about it. Honey and vinegar. Honey and vinegar. Mm, preach it. Oh. Um, so what else have I been watching? Um, X Factor. I'm a big fan of X Factor. Um, Is it any good this season? Oh, there's a few on there who are okay. They booted out the one with the best voice in week one because they kicked out like four contestants in the first yeah. week of the live shows. Um, I don't know if any of them will get a whole lot of radio play, but there's hopefully one of the groups does something amazing. And it's about time we had a group win. They haven't won since like 2005 when Random won. And how good are Random now? <laughs> oh, aren't they great? Um, no, but I like they were they were good on the show. Like, they were funny and they were entertaining, which the yeah. others weren't doing. So that's how they won their season. Um, what do you what make of I... Mel B as the surprise mystery, whatever she is, judge? Everyone's favorite show jumper, just not an equestrian. Um, yeah, look, I. I, this is what I didn't realise, is that she picked, um, I think it's Maddie to come back on her team. She met Maddie a couple of years ago on The Voice Kids. Of course. Controversial. And, brought, and brought Maddie back. And go, oh, yeah, I've worked with you, I'll bring you back. And, I, and Maddie made it through, because um, the other one got booted. Um, whoever the other yeah. one was, who was forgettable. Um, I don't remember yeah. names anymore. It's so transient. <laughs> we'll have a winner in about a month and a half, and it'll be great for about 10 minutes. If that. Download um, this song on iTunes. What? What? They're doing it with Spotify now. Really? Yeah, they've got it. You can um, you can stream all the contestants' songs on Spotify each week, so you don't even have to go to iTunes. So that's Great. interesting. Congratulations, Channel 7. Well, I mean, they just do it as a, as a viewer. You don't have to spend money on it. You can just stream it. But, well, so I, I had it. How does anyone make any money on that? Have a song. Well, I think they're trying to have a song like go viral on the streaming charts or something on Spotify and just be like, "Wow, look this this song's on the viral fifty. This incredible performance that this one did, and and have it kind of get picked up through that." Look, it's no. I've got a car. I've got a big black shiny car. Oh, preach! Yes, and amen. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Google Shannon. Do Noel. some research. That's exactly it. Um, hard quiz on ABC is good, isn't it? Loving it. So sick. I, I think that this is, this is the role that Tom Gleeson was built for. 
I mean, I just love the the journey of this segment where it started on. I don't know if you remember this week live on Channel Ten a couple of years ago. I remember it well. He had a, had a segment on there called "I Hate You Change My Mind." Yep, which was just the best thing on Australian TV, and then it got turned into hard chat on uh, Charlie Pickering's show, and yes. now it's hard quiz, and it's just oh, it's just a beautiful story arc. And and so fun. I mean, I don't people. If you haven't seen episode two, it will be on ABC iView for you to catch. Uh, the premise, of course, if you don't know who Tom Gleeson is, he's an Australian comedian. He, unlike most comedians these days, plays high status and will just make fun of everyone as opposed to low status and pitching up and the audience is on his side. Now he'll get the audience offside or audience members by just calling them out for their crap or their stupid whatever. Uh, and in Hard Quiz, that same kind of persona plays on with the contestants. If they get the wrong answer, is like, I thought you, that you were an expert in this category. And hmm. in particularly episode two, one of the contestants just lines him up in, in a nice, funny, kind of playful way, the same that he's delivering it. And through the whole game is just at him and at him and at him. And it's brilliant. <laughs> okay, I've got to go watch that now. It's so <laughs> fun. Gosh. Um, so, yeah, so I'm enjoying that. Um, I can't think of anything else. Oh, Paying Attention on Channel 10. Yep. But that's working dog fun, right? That's good, solid fun. Yeah. It is, it is going to be one of my life's ambitions to get on that show at some point. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just love it. I don't have the you know, the media presence to be able to do it, but oh, like talk about a dream. Yeah. Neither do I, and I'd love to do it. In fact, they well, could you make me, that... We'll, we'll go on together, right? Yeah. Cavalry, Pang, you, me. Chrissy we Swan. We need someone on... Chris, oh, God, yes. Or we'll Kitty Flanagan. We'll get Kennedy to host it with Tom. Yep. Yes. Dual host. Yeah. We, we, look, we'll revolutionise this. That, or we just turn it into the best ever Christmas party in the world. <laughs> yep. I'm back soon, everyone. I'll be the one dancing on the table. I'll see you later, guys. Oh, so fun. So fun. T, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, What am I going to achieve in the next 12 months? Uh, keeping my job would be nice. Yes. Uh, on the radio. Um, I don't know in particular what, like, I don't have any particular kind of career goal as to like, you know, I would, I would love to be, you know, hosting this show at this time and, and have it all planned out like that. I'm kind of like, if it comes, I'm super up for that. And I'm yep. certainly up for it. Like, I would love to be like an anchor as part of like a content team sure, um, or something like that, or someone hosting like a real kind of like music, music passion kind of show, not just like a music shift, but like a... You maybe like a, a, count, a countdown, like for a chart or something like that. Yes. Somewhere where we can look at really new music just for maybe it's like a one hour packaged show or something like that. I would love to host something like that. Um, but that may not be in the next 12 months or so. We'll see. Um, yeah. And I think just um, continue to, I guess, find more about myself and, and become more confident in who I am and, and aware of, yeah, I guess just aware of myself and, and what I'm capable of and who I am, I guess, would be a pretty good goal to achieve. Yes. Making me feel very guilty. <laughs> Why? Oh, because I'd listen to that and go, oh, yeah, that's stuff I should do too. Gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, you can. It's not like I've said it and now no one else is allowed to. No, no, you've bagged it. You've totally bagged it. I now can't do it until you're done with it. Oh, sorry about that. I'll send you a text when it's done. (laughs) When it's my turn. (laughs) Uh, Hey, T. Hey. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Is this almost over? It is almost over. It's been, oh we've God. been chatting for 50 odd minutes. Jesus. Okay. I know. So much of it about my bad music taste. Oh God. <laughs> Will it make the edit? Yes. Cause I'm lazy. <laughs> it's as simple as That's that. That's the spirit. Are you sure you don't work in radio? That is, <laughs> that is the most radio thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, how can people connect with you? You obviously you're a tweeting person. How can people find you in the social areas to to follow and and interact with you? In in my social areas, um, <laughs> I am. Oh God, can I just side note? There is a um, there's a K-pop song out at the moment by a band called Blackpink, 
um, one girl who, which is from, I think, Box Hill in Victoria, by the way. Nice. Um, and their, their debut single is called Boombaya, and the opening lyric is Black Pink in Your Area. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, hmm, that, yeah, that's the thing. So when you said social areas, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> getting into my social areas. Wow, fine. getting into um, people. Oh, here's my black in your... No, I can't say that. Keep talking. <laughs> um, I am on Twitter at T Butler. So that's like the letter T and then the letter I and then Butler. Um, I should explain that because if I say T Butler, people think it's like the letter T yeah. and then Butler. Um, I have a website, which is the same thing. So tibutler.me, and there's a link to all of my stuff that's on there. So my Spotify playlist that I have a whole bunch of new music on each week. So if you want to go and check that out, um, it's got all my uh, the things that I think are good in music. Um, any uh, You can find out links of where you can stream me online if that's something that you want to do as well. Um, I'm on Onair, O-N-N-A-I-R, where I put like links to good stuff that I think is good that I've done on the radio. Yep. Um, my blog, Idle Threat, that I write about, we live tweet the X Factor Australia and pop music as well. That is at Idle, I-D-O-L Threat, Idle Threat, it's a pun, uh, on Twitter and it's on Medium as well and there's links to that there. Um, and you can hear me on the radio on KISS 101.1 in Melbourne and on a bunch of different stations around Victoria on the ACE network. So mix in Swan Hill, Hamilton, Horsham and Colac, uh, Coast FM in Warrnambool, TRFM in Traralgon. I think I hit them all. There's a lot of names there that I've got to remember. <laughs> Traralgon with more R's than you expected in yes. the, the name of their town. Traralgon. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, they're good people though. This has been the Angry Old Man podcast um, <laughs> with added T. What am I doing here? <laughs> no, no, you're just just visiting. Thank goodness. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at T. Butler, that's T. I. Butler. People is indeed human. Like crossing fingers. Yes, got it. Yeah. Shoots and scores. Come on. Thank you.